Good afternoon, and welcome to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. Do you want to help make the world a better place but don't know where to start? Join us as we explore the possibilities on today's show with inspiring guests, uplifting music, and new ideas. So, let's get started. Here are your hosts, Lori Ann Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead. Welcome hey. to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. We're your hosts. I'm Lorianne Rising. And Uncle Mark. And you can find, like, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just visit our website at riseandshineas1.com, and you can even find us on YouTube. And on this 50th anniversary of Earth Day, we are here in an all-hands-on-deck moment, really. It's uh, what I'm considering day 42 of what I'm looking at as our first ever worldwide family reunion of the human race. For the first time, really, you know, all men, women, and children of Earth are seated at the same table at the same time, asking the same question. What can we do to survive? You know, Lori and I, Lori Ann and I received our approval to do this show before I was actually even aware of the seriousness of the whole COVID-19 thing. It wasn't lost on us that the date we got that approval was March 4th, the one day of the year that's also a command. <sighs> I first met uh, with today's guest, Matt Briggs, on what I'm considering day one of this family reunion, March 9th, the day that the market first fell 2,000 points. And knowing that, you know, to predict market activity, I, I did a little bit of, uh, of investing uh, years ago. And, uh, but, but to predict the market activity requires a real up to the minute awareness of what's going on in the world. And I was immediately impressed to hear that, that Matt had actually pulled completely out of the market just 10 days before. So, you know, my introduction was to this guy with his finger on the pulse of what's really going on in the world. Matt Briggs wrote, produced and direct, direct a deep green, an upbeat documentary about solutions to global warming. He filmed it in nine countries over three years, and it's based on six years of environmental research in which he read hundreds of books and thousands of articles, as well as attended numerous conferences. The, the, uh, the, the phrase in his, his bio that, that really connected with me was this following statement. The clear, raw, surprising, present and future danger from the effects of man-made climate heating on the life support system of the earth changed the focus of his life. And it's my desire that we can each have that kind of an experience here, perhaps with a, our introduction to Matt. And so I just really want to welcome you, Matt, to, to, to the show today. And thank you for being here. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Awesome. So we're really curious. I mean, you've had quite an interesting past. So what really got you into working on your home and your lifestyle to lower your carbon footprint? Well, like a lot of people, I've, I've done environmental stuff my whole life. You know, I've grown gardens since I was 12 <clears throat> and, uh, uh, you know, recycled and done all those things. But uh, um, uh, basically, I found over time uh, a bunch of different jobs. I ended up uh, buying and selling wild mushrooms all over the world for 40 years. And... Uh, when you're doing that, you're in the woods all the time. And uh, over 40 years, I've been able to see the changes in the woods. And uh, you can see uh, evidence uh, of what's been happening. We don't have uh, winter stoves don't last. Uh, the woods dry out. When the woods dry out, the trees don't have as much sap. So that's basically their immune system against beetles. Beetles can get through them and kill them so there's a lot more forest fires uh and uh you know there's less rain more forest fires more irregular weather so it became clear to me that when it started hitting my pocketbook that something else was going on so i started investigating yeah and so there's uh the the, the carbon emissions that, that everybody talks about with this uh i mean obviously our carbon footprint is what you know, kind of the buzzword that everybody talks about. Where does all this this problem originate? What's where's this stuff coming from? Well, uh, every country is different. Uh, in China, 
80% of their carbon footprint comes from factories making all of our stuff, you know? So really whose emissions is it? Is it us having them make our stuff or theirs? <clears throat> That's their argument. I think they have a valid point. Uh, in the United States, 50% of the emissions come from uh, buildings. Uh, and it used to be the, the electric grid, but as coal goes down, it's, uh, it's the electricity use is also going down because we're more efficient. And uh, uh, transportation is becoming a bigger area where we still have emissions. And uh, then agriculture is basically industrial, uh, you know, fossil fuel, fertilizer, mm -hmm. agriculture with big machines, mm -hmm. and deforestation. Uh, and uh, inefficient uh, appliances and devices. Those are probably six of the main areas where the emissions are. And uh, once we found out what they were, the idea was, well, how do you how do you get rid of these emissions in right, all these places? Right. Yeah, it sounds like they're pretty diverse in terms of where they come from and and how they're being created and released. So, what are some of the best solutions to really focus on? Well, I blundered into this, uh, making this movie. It was when Al Gore uh, did a fundraiser. I think, I forget what it was called, One Earth or something, music. And uh, they sent people around to film stuff. And I had been working on my house, uh, trying to make it use less energy. And they came over and they did a terrible job filming it. The guys who filmed it, and I, gee, my brother's in Hollywood, and he knew some guys. So we decided to do a one they shoot do this thing up here anyway one thing led to another and it's you know eight years 25 <laughs> 2.5 million dollars all the money i'd ever made in my life and 300 oh, people in nine wow. countries and you yeah. know 75 film festivals and wow. uh you know I basically ran out of money when i couldn't uh, i spent my house so uh but what we discovered as we went through all these places was that there were really a lot of solutions that were budding at the time. Uh, we're in the 50 year uh, uh, anniversary of Earth Day. This is the 10 year anniversary of Deep Green. Oh, but I would wow. submit that the solutions are still <laughs> still the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, it holds up quite well. Uh, you can yeah, go to deepgreenmovie.com and you, you can tell me it's, it's 99 cents. To, it's a phenomenal. We, we watch. You cannot it. not watch this show. I mean, this 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 show is so well done. It's so entertaining, and I I've seen lots of environmental stuff. You know, I grew up on the whole John Denver thing, and I've kind of connected to the environment and consider myself a country boy early on. But you have got to watch this show. It's it's uh it's so well done, and and the and so what the question though that came to my mind when I first saw the <laughs> the very first screen come come up, it says we can fix this are the first words. And so my question to you, Matt, is 10 years later, can we still fix this? Uh, it's much easier to fix it now than it was 10 years ago because so many things have changed. Uh, like what? You know, uh, solar, uh, the cost of solar, the cost of wind is now below the cost of uh, natural gas, even uh, a new plant of natural gas. Uh, so, and this is in half the states of the United States, it's directly competitive and the rest of them will be able to beat existing, existing power plants in just a few more years. So, uh, it's, it's now uh, makes both, both environmental and economic sense to change the way we live. Uh, it's now common sense. So the, the mm -hmm. main thing about this uh, that changed is that it isn't just people saying, you know, we have to do this, even though it's way too expensive and it'll screw up our economy and whatever in order to survive. Now, you can do all this stuff because it's the cheapest thing that works the best and it'll save us, the estimate, it'll save us $6 for every dollar we invest now in these solutions by avoiding all the calamities, you know, the sea level rise, the, the uh, 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 forest fires, mm -hmm. yeah, the, uh, irregular well, weather, you know, to, to Australia. Yeah. 
So, uh, and yeah. the health effects. We, and uh, we've got yeah. pretty good examples. Yeah, yeah anyway. Wow. The, uh, well, so and it, even it, it, just seeing the changes, you know, the vast majority of humanity staying in right now. The health effects you were saying. Yeah. Um, what is is there? What, what I was wondering about is like like it sounds like what you're you're kind of getting into things like uh, solutions that perhaps businesses are able to be can you know contributing with innovation or do you see some of that happening? Just in the last six months. Involvement in the change. Just in the last six months, it's accelerated. Uh, you know, Microsoft committed to net zero by 2030 and uh, for all its emissions now, and they committed to negative zero. I mean, all their emissions in the history of their company by 2050. Apple's already wow. net zero. Uh, you know, Walmart, uh, the green kids who now run it, uh, they're putting solar on tons of the roofs of uh, the stores. Uh, they're moving, they've uh, electrified all their uh, uh, forklifts and they're moving to electrify their trucks. Uh, you know, they're demanding, even though they're a, a model that people might not agree with, they're demanding all their factories in increase their energy efficiency by 10% every year in China and elsewhere, or they won't buy from them. So, you know, uh, Companies are, are key to to this, you know. Amazon, uh, Amazon, Bezos just put out their ten million dollars, ten billion dollars for anybody who's got good ideas. And I was just seeing today a news release on Amazon where they're uh, giving away a uh, hundred million dollars uh, to restore forests because they see that as one of the biggest bangs for the buck, as I do. I think. The biggest change in solutions since we did this movie is what the what the research has come out with on uh, regenerative agriculture. The idea that you can pull carbon out of the sky, put it in the soil, build soil, and the farmers who do this uh, with other things like no-till and uh, uh, and not using pesticides and herbicides, basically. Um, all these things together mean that the farmers uh, can work twice as cheap, do half the amount of work, no poisons in the ground, no poisons in the air, they don't have to plow, uh, and they're building soil, which makes their uh, land much more resilient to droughts and floods because it can hold so much more water when you've got carbon in it. Anyway, the entire agriculture space is uh, becoming a, a really great place to concentrate because it's something that both Democrats, Republicans, independents can get behind because it's just pulling stuff out of the sky. It isn't asking for any lifestyle change from you. Right, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. right. Uh, so it's an easy, anyway, that's the biggest new solution to me wow. and it was so so amazing that I, I we don't have time to get into the whole details about the, like the soil and the levels of the nutrients that are preserved by that and the and the kinds of the improvements to the food and and all of those kinds of things that we were talking about when i was visiting your house i just there's so much more benefit to that and i, I would love to you know re keep referring people back to the fan club we're going to have all of this information that that you've shared with us that uh, that we're going to get in, be able to get into more detail on, uh, but but for now, I mean, there's I I, I want to keep this on a level that where people's involvement, where our our what we can do, and so what how can we direct our government, for instance, to be to be helping reduce emissions, you know, fast enough, so that we don't go over this this cliff. Or I, I've even heard it as referred to as exploding the carbon bomb, you know, when they're talking about the um, the the methane re uh, being released out of the permafrost and those kinds of things that the temperature rises two degrees or those kinds of things. I mean, it, what, what are there, our next, you know, how can we direct our, uh, our leadership to, to make this happen basically? Well, you know, I think we're all getting a lesson right now in uh, 
the power of the the natural world to affect us, and we're also getting a a, a very good lesson in in how to beat it. You know, uh, mm -hmm. we're all in this together. Uh, the more proactive and mitigating and and preventing we are, the less it'll mess with our lives. You know, the more freedom we have, and so. You know, I'm way, way into uh, <clears throat> having a free, uh, the freedom to do whatever you want. But the reality of natural law is the reality of natural law. And uh, mm -hmm. when you build, when you're making a greenhouse effect in your atmosphere that doesn't allow the heat to go up into space, it just keeps reflecting back. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a real thing. And uh, so the same tell, things we tell have to us about, were, Tell us about Venus. Yeah. Well. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Let's talk about greenhouse effects. Uh, Venus originally had oceans, lots of water on Venus. And, uh, but it mm -hmm. started into a uh, reinforcing uh, greenhouse effect. And all the oceans evaporated into space and now it's 750 degrees centigrade on venus and you know metal melts so we don't want to get into a, a greenhouse effect uh reinforcing uh thing because because right now things are going up so fast just like in a pandemic like the earth has a fever right now and the fever is going up so fast that uh, they're, they're reinforcing things that are happening to accelerate it. The more forest fires you have, the more forest fires you're going to have because you made all that carbon dioxide go into the air. The more uh, 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 at any rate, lots of reinforcing type things. The, the warmer yeah. it gets, the more the methane uh, melts in the permafrost and at the bottom of the ocean. And, you know, and this is in the sixth grade extinction right now. You know, we're really having maybe a thousand times more extinctions than uh, without uh, global warming. And uh, this, kind of, this kind of stuff can reinforce itself and really take off and take us out, you know. And so we don't want to go there. We don't want to go off the cliff. I call it going over the waterfall together. We're all in it together. And if we don't, you know, do something uh, like we're doing with COVID. You know, this is a this is a many months or maybe a year kind of thing with with uh, global warming to stop global warming. It's maybe a ten or fifteen year project with maybe a five percent change per year. Uh, really, fairly simple to do. But uh, right now, all I can say is there's no reason not to think about that when we come out of this emergency as a way to be defensive about a bigger, even bigger problem that could take out the life support system if we don't watch it. And, and I really feel that that is exactly the, the importance and significance of this, of this global stage and this family reunion that we're having right now. Sorry, I interrupted you, Laurie. Go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're going to have to work this thing out as far as you know, who gets to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. We both have so many questions because this is just such a fascinating yeah, and interesting so much. topic. And, uh, you know, on one hand, there's a way in which it's big and huge. And I often feel like, well, you know, what can I do? I'm just one person. And yet at the same choices that are adding up to this great big huge result that we see happening. And so, you know, given that this is a key year uh, for many states, cities, and federally in terms of, of you know, elections and, and laws, what would you say are some things that we as individuals could be advocating for in terms of laws and are things done? Well, I think uh, uh, the states are where the, the most movement in things to do to prevent a climate calamity are happening. 
uh, some cities, uh, New York City, uh, voted to retrofit all the buildings in the city to uh, energy sipping cool. instead of energy guzzling. Uh, that's a, man, I talk about a huge project. But uh, one of my favorite organizations, the Rocky Mountain mm -hmm. Institute, mm -hmm. uh, did a demonstration project in New York City. They retrofitted the Empire State Building, you know, this this old wow. building that was just, you know, leaky, cruddy windows and, you know, no insulation and old, old mechanical stuff. They, re they redid it, and it's probably 50% less uh, consumption of... Uh, power Seriously. and so forth because they you know they did these things like everybody needs to do like you know good windows double pane right. windows insulation uh very efficient types of devices to heat and cool uh you know there's it's, it's just not that complicated to uh change all your light bulbs to led and get That's an 80 85 percent lowering yeah. of your electric bill and no heat so you don't have to you don't have these lights heating up the room so you don't need to spend money on air conditioning and then like my house we uh we doubled the walls and quadrupled the insulation and i don't have to turn on the heat or the air conditioning here anymore you know just open a door every now and then uh so it's it's not that difficult I mean, one of the things that I always told uh, uh, people and kids is, you know, you can go home and you can lower your uh, electrical carbon footprint, you know, 20 percent in about an hour after you leave, you know, after you see the movie, you know. And I just said, you know, go unplug all your standby electronics in your mm -hmm. house. I mean, that's every every device, even including your uh, your uh, microwave, you know, because that's mm -hmm. using six watts your of, of power all the time. Your your power charger for your phone or iPad or whatever. It's it's now somewhere around ten percent of the national electric grid that goes into standby electronics. You know, Seriously. say if you've got you say we've got three hundred and fifty coal plants left. You go home, you unplug your standby wow. electronics. Everybody did this, and this is a business too. You know, you get rid of 30 coal plants in an hour. You know, I mean, just think about it. Oh, and then if you change man, all your good. lights and then now, over time, this, oh. you do other stuff. Anyway, it's just, you can have a big effect. But but I've changed uh, from, from what a single person can do, and we all need to do that, to what we all have to do. It's just too late. We need to, as a country, decide the same thing we decided with the coronavirus to uh, shelter in place. We need to decide to mitigate and prevent uh, the life support system from crashing. We don't want to be in flat, floods and droughts and tornadoes and hurricanes and sea level rise and massive asthma increases due to the increasing pollen and vector expansion as malaria and West Nile and all those things, mosquitoes go everywhere. We don't need that on top of the possible pandemic with viruses. You know, it's just be like living crazy, you know? So that let's be preventive and to go 5% a year. That for current years. Right. Yeah. So that, that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. We have to and our, our, do more than just our own thing. We got to do this all together or we're not going to make the curve. Well, and now to back up on the, um, on the power uh, unplugging devices and stuff. Now, if you used a, uh, a power strip plugged into those power strips and then turn the power strip off, is that sufficient? Yes. Okay. That works. Okay. That, that's I wanted to make sure that that clarifies things. That makes that a lot easier now. So I, this is this is huge, um, and I, I uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive in more to uh, just <laughs> I'm just oh man okay uh, the importance of this and, and <laughs> to do for our first show I'm kind of like going oh man this is this is awesome um, and. I'm, you know, I'm committed to sharing other, you know, solutions in other directions as well and, and engaging us all on, on levels like 
I'm sure you understand as a musician, you're a jazz musician. Um, how does music help you, you know, cope and get through the day? And, and how do you use, you know, art and, you know, to, to maintain the balance of, of the intensity of what we're going through now? And uh, I just kind of want to have that kind of bit of a conversation with you and find out, pick your brain a little bit. Well, I think uh, we're all discovering how important uh, uh, spiritual health is uh, for all of us to get through anything. Uh, but with this whole new level of, uh, of stress where everybody's jammed into small places, not everybody, but a lot of us. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, if I didn't have jazz for the last 50 years, uh, it's just uh, my church. Uh, I go there and uh, the creativity and the, and the beauty and the connection to uh, all my emotional palette, it can go from, you know, wild and crazy to the most intimate thing. It's almost like a, a spiritual workout, mm. you know, that can clear the decks so you can go back into the storm and, uh, you know, make a living, uh, raise good kids. Uh, and a lot of people find their spiritual connection in different places. That's, that's my biggest area. But you, you're a musician too, man. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. This has been kind of my <laughs> church is a really good way to describe it. And, you know, and the idea of, you know, growing up with John Denver and, and, uh, and making a mess, uh, making a difference with songs. I could, you know, like his music made for me um, has been kind of a goal of mine. And, you know, a few years ago, while I was in actually in jail for defending civil rights and the whole series I went through then, um, I got to talking at the time with a fellow inmate who was starting to really recognize the, the, the patterns basically in his life. And, and he, he told me that he'd spent nearly half his 46 years locked up. And he was really he was just ready for a change. And something about our conversation, uh, you know, just sort of deepened our conversation. I was able to tell him um, about the what I'd learned recently from listening to Tony Robbins at the time, that, you know, when you change your questions that you ask, you change your results. And so we wrote out a list of about 21 questions that he could use once he got back home and into the circles where those patterns kept repeating. And... And those questions actually became the song that I later wrote that kicks off our second half of the show. And so we're going to, we're going to take and a I, break. I hate to interrupt, but, but <laughs> speaking of the break, we're going to go to a break and, uh, and, and uh, get back to, to the music. Be sure to stick through the break and hear the song as we come out. Of it. Yeah. And definitely stay tuned for the song. And we're going to talk more about Matt's documentary, Deep Green as well. So stay tuned. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. In our changing world, how can you protect the self-esteem, confidence, and dreams of the children you love in just five minutes a day, even from a distance? To learn more about Uncle Mark's Best Indie Book award-winning kids book, his music, and resources to support families, visit truesunbeam.com. And if you're an author or musician with a similar mission, learn how to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. Visit Uncle Mark at truesunbeam.com. Are you a woman who's tired of staying silent and people-pleasing at the expense of your own health, wealth, and happiness? Discover the roadmap to self-confidence and freedom in Laurieann Rising's international award-winning book, You, Rising, Reclaim Your Life, Live Your Purpose. And if you're an author whose nonfiction or memoir makes a powerful difference, you're invited to be a guest on the Rise and Shine radio show. For books, resources, and show details, visit laurieannrising.com. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What have I been listening to, watching or reading? What part of my infinite soul has all of that stuff been feeding? What if all I gotta do is take a look at where I stand To see the kind of conceiver that I've been What do I keep talking about with the kind of words I've been saying? What if everything that I keep repeating is becoming my way of praying? What if all I gotta do is end it with amen To see the kind of believer that I've been What if my life matters in ways I've never seen But what if I stop giving up my right to be who I am here to be And what if I traded in playing this part in somebody else's plan For being the co-creator Spending my time, what have I been doing? Has it been for the benefit of brother mankind or just to get through it? If I took a look around the town I'm living in, would anybody see the kind of neighbor that I am? How have I been living this life? What have I been bringing? Anybody care after I'm not there About the kind of song I've been singing If I close my eyes and visualize a better life for me Am I man enough to be the man I want to be? Am I clear enough to be who I'm here to be? Cause my life matters in ways I'll never see But now I'm opening up both eyes I am here to be I've traded in playing that part in somebody else's plan for being the co-creator I am Yes, my life matters in ways I'll never see but now I'm opening up my eyes to who I am here to be I've traded in playing that part in somebody else's plan being the co-creator but no longer a hesitator I'm the co-creator Wow, I love that song. And I am so privileged to be part of like every practice session. It's great. So <laughs> welcome back to Rise and Shine, not just for mornings anymore. So did you know we have a fan club? I know Mark mentioned it before. But even though this is our debut show, we already have a of exclusive gifts letting you just heard and by the way it's not available anywhere else it's only available for download in the fan club right now we're also including like mark mentioned before recordings of a tour that matt gave mark uh in march through the changes he made there it's really amazing so just visit rise and shine as one.com click on the fan club to learn more And we are back, of course, with Matt. Thank you again so much for being here. I'm really curious, Gene, you know, how and why did you decide to invest so much in making the documentary? Well, I don't know if anybody else has had this experience, but you... uh, uh, you think that something's going to take, you know, like a weekend of your time, 
And then you think it'll take maybe, oh, maybe two weeks. Yes. And then. I don't uh, know anything about that. And you say, well, you know, I can blow $20,000 on this. This is important. And uh, then one thing leads to another. And so we we shot this thing here. And then we found out there are all these great green builders in Portland. So we lined up a bunch of shoots with those guys. Then we followed them to Chicago to Green Build, which is the green building guys from all over the world. Then they went to China. So we tried to go to China and we couldn't get our visas fast enough. So we had to hire a, a Bangkok-based uh, film crew. Anyway, one thing led to another. We ended up, I ended up going filming in China for a month and a half myself. The crew filmed for almost a year. And then once you went to China, we had to go to Europe because they're where most of the solutions are being developed, especially Germany. And um, <clears throat> and then we came, but once we got back to the States, we had to fill it in with all these great people who were here. So then one thing leads to another. And then you say, hey, I got to promote it. So I hired uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, PR person, you know, uh, who, you know, who, one of the people who started TriStar, who had retired up in Oregon with trout fishing up on Mount Hood. And uh, then we've, uh, you know, we got a bunch of stand-up comics to do stuff, and we ended up having uh, SpongeBob do all the voices for free on the two big animations. Yeah. Yep. There we have, you know, one uh, oh, about trees, about what so happens, awesome. what happens in the, in the rainforest, if you start cutting down the rainforest, yeah. what happens to the rain? And uh, the krill is gone, which is Those about what happens to the oceans yep. if they turn yep. acidic. And uh, that's mm. the one that was actually qualified to be up for the Academy Award in the Best Anime of Short 2011. So so we have pretty good people and working on this stuff. Great yeah, animators great. from Pixar and DreamWorks. So that's <clears throat> that's how it happened. Crazy, yeah. It, it's so phenomenal to to see the that kind of talent and what what happens as a result when you really apply it to something that matters so much. And it just it, it, one more plug: don't miss that movie. You know, oh, it is it's, so it's worth the it. best ninety nine cents you'll ever spend. And and Matt's not making any money from that. It's only because Vimeo has to charge for the actual streaming service. So spend the ninety nine cents. Do yourself some kids and, a favor, and definitely watch it with your kids. Oh, it's absolutely. not a documentary that's just for it's really. Really, I love that it focuses so much on solutions and and you engage on on all age levels. And you know, but specifically though. Um, what what are some other things that, that young people, I mean, a lot of my music is focused towards kids and I really, you know, my, my kid's book, uh, Adventures of the True Sunbeam, I, I'm, I'm really about making a difference in the lives of kids and building self-esteem and, and supporting families. Um, what are some other things that young people can do to become part of the solution to this issue? Well, uh, join a movement, Sunrise movement, I would say, but uh, but you know, this is all for the kids and our kids' kids. That's what this is all, all right. about. That's that's why I had, we have to do this. That's why we have to keep doing this. That's why we have to get it done, you know, and solve the problem and not just, you know, dink around and think we're doing something. So, uh, no, this is all for the kids. And every one of these categories where the admissions are, and the solutions are, I would say, for every kid out there, get a job in one of those industries. Uh, you know, after this COVID thing is going to be over. and uh, But you can still learn how to install solar panels on a roof. You can become a wind technician. You can become a designer of more efficient appliances and electronics. You can become a, a regenerative farmer, you know. You can reforest the world. You know, you were asking me for things people could do today. There are three programs online right now, you know, where you can just dial up and uh, give a dollar and plant a tree. 
That's there's one tree planted. You can do it that way. Or the Nature Conservancy has a program called Plant a Billion Trees. Okay. And uh, you know you can just look this up, pitch in, do that kind of stuff, or become one of the number, tree please yourself. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Okay. We do that. Can we do that right now? <laughs> Let's just pass that. Or do you have the number right now? We can share it and uh, and have everybody jump on and 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 let's plant a bunch of trees here today. I don't. We can Google it. I think it's an online thing. Yeah. Okay. Online okay. thing. Uh, the one I would pick is Nature Conservancy's Plant a Billion Trees. Just mm. look up Plant a Billion Trees in Nature Conservancy, and it'll come up. Okay. Well, that Fabulous. will be on our fan in our fan club page as well. We will do the research, find out about where that is, and and have as many of the lists of those. Sure. And, and also there's a ton of things that you mentioned, Matt, on, uh, on your website, Deep Green. Yeah, there's hundreds of articles and lots, of, lots and lots of detail up there. Uh, but I, I would just say that um, planting trees just as, a, as an idea and, and saving the forest that still exists even better, which is what... Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos's foundation did, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that's the that's the cheapest best way to have these people are saying, what kind of machines can we invent to pull the carbon dioxide out of the air? Uh, trees, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nature supplied Keep the us trees with the doing their stuff, you know. So uh, you know, I've got fifty four panels of uh, solar on my roof. I can't put any more, otherwise I'd be a utility and uh, be, a, uh, be regulated. But wow. uh, I basically have about two or 300 trees I planted on my roof. That's how much CO2 they're taking out of the air every year. So uh, wow. anyway, there's lots of different ways of thinking about this. But kids, you know, uh, I taught uh, Earth Week in... Uh, middle schools in my town for three years and if you look at the movie the credits as we go out are of the sixth graders who are in uh, some of these classes and you can see it as we're discussing uh, this and I didn't teach anybody in there I just asked questions and they came up with the answers and uh, you can see in their eyes and in their concern and in their attention this is it. And if you look at younger kids, this is the number one issue for younger kids. And mm -hmm. the most depressing thing about doing uh, deep green screenings now, we did some uh, on uh, for the climate march thing with 350.org, mm -hmm. is that parents and grandparents come up to me and they say, what can I do about my grandchild or my son? or my daughter, they're so depressed about the climate problem that they've decided that school doesn't matter. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, so that's how bad it is. And yeah. that's how hard we have to work to uh, wow. solve this. Well, and this is, I, I'm, that's kind of along the lines of where my my book comes in and we'll talk more about that stuff later as well. The, the adventures of the true sunbeam and, and, and focusing on our shining moments of the day and being able to, to hopefully uh, encourage and inspire kids to remember that every day does have a bright spot. If we can, uh, if we can learn to focus on it and find that, but uh, what, what I'm, uh, I'm so we'll, we'll have plenty of opportunities to get there, but what I'm curious about is what gives you the most hope that, we actually can stop this, you know, process that's going on now. The, the course that we're on, you know, when you're describing what's happened to Venus and all of that, what, what are, uh, how can we change things? Well, the, uh, the solutions, we've known what they are for a long time. There just hasn't been political will mm. uh, and the ability to fight uh, the richest people in the world, which are fossil fuel organizations, uh, companies, mm -hmm. uh, who have been able to slow down the change. Uh, uh, but at any rate, I think uh, the COVID-19 uh, 
uh, I mean, you can look outside your window right now mm-hmm. and you can see what happens when we stop burning fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, people in L.A. describe L.A. as being almost psychedelic. It's like old Technicolor movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's yeah. no smoke mm-hmm. in the air. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's not going to work. It's not like we're not going to be in lockdown forever. But the idea of, say, electrifying all the transportation and running all the transportation off a, a smart, renewable, uh, all-renewable power grid like Mark Jacobson at Stanford is designed for every state and every country in the world down to the, the details. And the other thing that gives me real hope is, is organizations like a Rocky Mountain Institute working with companies to, uh, to basically eliminate their carbon footprint. It's not just Microsoft and Apple. They're working with Walmart. They've been working with the Pentagon for 15 years to lower their carbon footprint and the Pentagon's into it because the less gas you have to try to run up that bad road there to keep things running, the less people you're going to lose in battle. So uh, anyway, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff here. And I think that we know the solutions. The solutions are cheaper and cheaper. It's now cheaper to do the solutions than to not do the solutions. Uh, there is now 70% of Americans see this as a problem. That's a big change. And uh, I would just say, uh, when you vote for people making laws that are going to help us do this in time, uh, vote for people who are going to uh, be behind programs that will uh, save the life support system. It's, uh, it's important. We have to do this at scale and in the next 10 or 15 years. And well, starting this year, starting today, basically, and I, I'm, I'm really uh, feeling like exploring other other avenues in terms of just change in our own individual life, right? I mean, like our relationship to music, our relationship to the things we listen to. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that you had a poem. I was want to make sure that we have time for that. Well, Um, one thing I was going to say, go ahead, man. I think one thing I was going to say is that the big part of the change is in lifestyle. Um, You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to decide not to consume as much stuff. And look, look how the way Mm -hmm. we spend money has changed with COVID-19. Nobody's traveling. Nobody's going out to movies. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going out to dinner. Nobody's going to uh, uh, basically right. the the enjoyment, the things in life that we spent money on, basically as cultural uh, ad- ad- adjuncts, have given way to the things we have to spend money on: food, rent, health, and mm-hmm. I think that's a wake up call on how we could dial back some of the consumption. Uh, and make this. But yeah, you mentioned a poem. There's one by Bob Hickok that I wanted to read. Uh, He put it more succinctly than me. It's called Hold Your Breath, A Song of Climate Change. The water's rising, but we're not drowning yet. When we're drowning, we'll do something. When we're on our roofs, when we're deciding between saving the cute baby or the smart baby, when there aren't enough helicopters or news crews to circle over everyone, when sharks are in the streets, when people are dying, no, cross that out. When people with wine cellars are dying, we'll build dams and dikes, put stilts on our V8s and golf courses, cut down anyone who cuts down a tree, paint our Jesus's green and we'll grow wings and we'll go to the moon soon. Bob Hickok. Wow. wow. Soon. That's awesome. I, I, it, it's, it's feeling like we just barely scratched the surface on this issue. And I know that there's a lot more. We've had other conversations with you. Uh, would you, are you willing to stay on just with us after the show and continue the conversation? We can add it to our fan club. Would you, do you have time for that? Sure. Sure. You bet. 
that would that awesome. would be great. So for now, though, if you're interested in checking out Deep Green, just visit deepgreenmovie.com. Um, we've mentioned we've watched it. It's fabulous, and it's perfect for your whole family. And make sure you check out the Rise and Shine Fan Club for exclusive bonuses, including the tour that Uncle Mark uh, had the opportunity to do with Matt through his home. And before we go, Uncle Mark's been working on a very special poem he'd like to share with you that encapsulates all we've been talking about today. So, Oh, I don't know about all, but it's, uh, <laughs> and it's the working title of this is, is Dear Mother. Brother, you're a soldier in a war with our own fears. Your weapons are the wisdom our fathers won over the lines of following our heart's desires and paths our love designs. Hey, brother, summertime is near. This moment's all our own. Hey, brother, will you help me try to find a way back home? Sister, you are music. You're the singer and the song. You inspire Fire the dance I feel that leads me back where I belong. You're the chorus and the verses, the words and melody. Your orchestra is standing by, awaiting your next symphony. Hey, sister, fall approaches when we harvest all we've grown. Your sister, won't you lead us in a song that takes us home? Father, you're a teacher in the service of what's true. Your schoolhouse is the new day dawning, living what our history grew. Your classroom holds the mirror where you reflect the light that shows me who I truly am and how to sleep at night. Dear Father, now the winter's here and I'm cold and alone. Have I waited too long to finally ask if I can come back home? Mother, you home. Your fingers are the forest. Your brush reveals the yet unknown. Your vision is the freeway to the back roads of our bliss, where the peace I'm looking for awaits in becoming one with all that is. Dear mother, as the spring is blooming, winter's nearly gone. Dear mother, can you show me how to truly be at home? Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, keep rising and shining. Thank you for listening to Rise and Shine. Please join Lorianne Rising and Uncle Mark Olmstead for another great show next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, keep rising and shining.